Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the Robert Ludberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. You know, um, I, I've seen some pictures of the, the basketball Hall of Fame class, and I don't know why, but my the first thought that, that came to mind, maybe it's because Paul Pierce um, is part of it, and, and Paul Pierce has had so much to say about LeBron in, in recent years, of, you know, which I don't think really helps Paul Pierce, by the way, to, to denigrate LeBron. In fact, he should be propping up LeBron because Paul Pierce um, was as close as LeBron had to a rival early in his career. And I think it only look, makes Paul Pierce look better the better LeBron looks because Paul Pierce went toe-to-toe with him early in his career. And I think Paul Pierce is a tremendous player. I mean, like, maybe underrated a little bit um, because of some of the headlines around him post-playing career and, and people forgetting. I mean, he was he was the, the closer for that Celtics team with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, obviously a very good team. And congratulations to him and, and Chris Bosh and Ben Wallace and Chris Webber. Uh, Chris Webber finally getting into the hall. Been a, a long, long time, but it's just funny because you never hear you never hear anybody say Tom Brady wouldn't have made it in the days of Sammy Ball, <laughs> right? Or you know Patrick Mahomes could not have competed in the days of Joe Gibbs uh, and 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 Washington or whatever it might be. Like you don't hear that in other sports. It's just strange that it comes to to be in the NBA. Like you you do hear. People say that the NFL's gotten softer or they protected the quarterbacks more. But that that's not the same as people saying, like, so-and-so would have been a bum and a scrub and wouldn't have been able to do anything in, in a different era. You know, and, and it comes to mind also because of Rasheed Wallace, a couple comments from him were floating around this, this week. Like, he had said, uh, I don't know, LeBron wouldn't have had the same success in his era. And I'm like, dude, LeBron played in your era. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, how does that even make sense? LeBron scored 25 straight points against you and the Pistons in, in 2007. 29 of the last 30 points of the game, I believe it was. <laughs> he wouldn't have succeeded. He did that in your era against you. <laughs> so he went on to have more success. And then he also said, 
Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant wouldn't have been uh, as good. Has anyone watched or seen Kevin Durant play? Kevin Durant would have been accused of witchcraft in a previous era for being damn near seven feet tall and being able to shoot the way he did. LeBron won four MVPs in Rasheed Wallace's era and a couple titles. <laughs> it's just like a, it's almost like a stock response from, from old heads when it comes to the NBA, and I don't get it. You don't see that in other sports. It's just amusing at this point. You got four MVPs while you were playing, bro. <laughs> and Kevin Durant, the idea of like, Oh, yes, the the hand check. Kevin Durant wouldn't have known what to do with that, sure. Just like they would have they would have easily adjusted to, to somebody at his height pulling up from 35 feet and dotting their eyes with a three. That would, that would have been fine. No, no problem. Hersey Hawkins would have had a, a, an answer for that. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, at this point, it's, it's, it's beyond even having a conversation. It's just silly talk. And that's that's a problem in a, in a sense when I, I see, you know, some of the guys who are getting in the Hall of Fame, and, and that's a thought that comes into my mind. Because you flip it the other way, like Ben Wallace, who is a, a beast, you know, a, a defensive anchor for the Pistons team. That Pistons team, I love that Pistons team, 2004 Pistons. In fact, my greatest sports prediction may have been uh, – that the you know the Pistons were going to beat that Lakers squad that year, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers squad, and they did in a gentleman's sweep. But I'm not so sure Ben Wallace wouldn't struggle today because he had uh, no offensive game whatsoever, no shot, no no nothing on the offensive side. But I still remember what he did in his heyday, and I don't want to take credit away from him. I mean, I guess I sort of just did. I was just trying to make a point, though. So I, I don't know why those guys are, all, you know, so often trying to use that to, to, to make a point. I don't know if it's they want people to remember them. I don't know, you know, what exactly it is. But it, it, it's gotten to the point where it's like borderline strange. And you only see in the NBA. I don't, you know, baseball is always romanticizing the past. The field of dreams was the biggest thing in the baseball season outside of Shohei Otani. And what is the field of dreams but pure nostalgia? They didn't say in that broadcast, you know, that Aaron Judge could have never hit a spitball from the 1920s. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Just funny to me. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Robert Lundberg on Twitter. Let's go to Scott in Dallas. Scott. You're up on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Robin? What up, man? Dude, that last call, or a few callers go back, Cowboys fans, that homerism that some of the Cowboys fans have that we have is really frustrating to me. Because I, I heard a stat yesterday when uh, Florio, uh, Mike Florio was on the radio. The Bucks were the first team to ever win a game in which they had four turnovers. They were penalized for 100 yards. They've had a 10-minute uh, disadvantage in uh, time of possession and gave up 450 yards. I, I mean, the Cowboys literally found defeat in the jaws of victory. Like, it it's a game like you, you were saying. It's like you cannot lose that game when the whole game goes your way. 
it's frustrating because you're going to look back at that game as a game that we blew, and people are acting like it's a moral victory. I'm with you. I mean, or like I said, I'm somewhere in between. Like, it doesn't mean their season's over, right? Like, no. I, 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 I'm yep. not, it doesn't mean their season's over. It doesn't mean they can't rebound from it. But I also don't see it as some sort of great achievement. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, because it, like you were saying, and you know how the season works. There's points in the season you look back and you're like, if we just didn't, done this, we just done this. And it's like that's a game against one of the best teams in the league that you had. Like the, the Bucks played as bad as they possibly could have played. They, the Cowboys, known for being an undisciplined team, look like the more disciplined team. Uh, you know, I'm with you. The opportunity was there. Again, like er- everything broke in their favor. It was it was almost handed to them on a, a silver platter in some senses. I mean, there was what was the uh, the turnover? You know, when when Tampa was marching right down there, like you thought the game was over, and the, Dallas gets another chance, another life. Like it kept being given to them. Kept being yeah, given and, and to Chris them. Chris Godwin too, dropping ball. Like he, I mean, yep. there's some instances where I think Mike Evans had a few drops. It was just like everything was going our way. And it's like we just find a way to lose that game. It reminds me of just typical Cowboys games. Where it's like you can't blow that game. And I heard the guy too talk about how well they'll play the tougher teams. Well, that's not the way the NFL schedule works. It's like those teams are at the bottom of the division get easier games. And when you have a chance to beat the Super Bowl champs, you got to take advantage of it. You can't give that up. And you never know how the schedule breaks out, or you know, like how which teams are improved, or you know, division games are always tough. Like at the Chargers, are we sure the Cowboys aren't going to be zero and two? You know, uh, yeah. I'm not saying the Chargers are some, some great team or, or on paper. Do I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Chargers? Probably, right? Like, probably. But Justin Herbert's in his second season. He he should – only theoretically should that team I- improve off of last year. You're on the road. There's no – you know, you got to travel to the West Coast. There's no guarantee that the Cowboys win that game. Yeah. And then and, you're 0-2, and, and, the- and how do you feel about it? The bad news that comes out the, the last day, too, it's like, oh, now Michael Gallup's going to miss five games. We hear Lyle Collins is suspended. It's like it was the Chargers' defense, they've got some edge rushers. It's not good when Lyle Collins isn't playing. No, I mean, look, for, for sure. Uh, appreciate the call, man. I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it, it seems like maybe it's because it's the first week of the season. There's always like – and I get that feeling, too. Like, you're never going to be more optimistic than when the season starts, right? I mean, every fan base has convinced themselves there is some reason for them to watch their team right now. Because I got news for you. There are some teams I don't think there's any reason for them to watch their team. The Detroit Lions, like, I, I don't know. I don't have anything for you. You know, Lions fans, no, no offense, nothing personal. I got nothing for you as to why you should be excited to watch your team this year. Houston Texans fans, got nothing for you. <laughs> I, I I really don't I I I can't I don't have a case can't really construct it not much for you Carolina Panthers fans not much for you maybe the coach you know the new regime still you feel good about that eh. I mean they're just certain teams that look at not much for you but every fan base out there has convinced themselves of something right like it, it is it is that time of year and that's cool that's that's part of what makes the start of the season special but you know uh it's late early is the phrase right like sometimes it, it gets late early and and you don't want to you know there's a reason there's a reaction to to every week in the nfl because there ain't that many weeks in the nfl 
There ain't that many weeks in the NFL. Let's go to Nick in St. Louis. Nick, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Nick? Hey, what's up, Robin? Love the show. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to ask you about uh, how how are you uh, going to give up on Z based off one game, man? Not one game. Uh, last season as well. I I and just look at. I I could be wrong. Like I said, I could be wrong, and and I'll let you I'll let you respond to what I say, but. I'm using this is an eye test thing, even more than a statistic thing. He does not look like he has burst to me. He just looks like he doesn't have speed to get to the outside, doesn't have burst up the middle. I, I'm just not sure what what the there there is with Zeke at this point, and and I feel more of a sense of a, a palpable uh, danger for the other team when Tony Pollard has the ball. Yeah, I hear you, but I mean, no Dak last year, and then. And then you're going up against the top run defense on Thursday night. I mean, I don't really know. Uh, but isn't he supposed but, to be an elite back and one of the best in the league? Like, you know, doesn't isn't that the the way you're supposed to feel about going up against him? You know, they oh you have to face Zeke Elliott. But I don't think any Tampa fan was scared about facing Zeke Elliott. I don't think any fan base is scared about facing Zeke Elliott anymore. Again, somebody spun earlier about his pass protection, which is great. It's nice. You want every running back to be able to have. You know, a good pass protection game, but if, if that's what we're talking about with Zeke Elliott, I think there's a problem. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, well, I got a lot of taking my call, man. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, no, thanks for calling. I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm not trying to make any fan base mad. I, I'm not. A, I don't have any axe to grind against the Cowboys. I have no anti-Cowboys agenda. Does not exist. No anti Zeke Elliott agenda. I just watch that guy play, and I don't. I don't see anything. I told. I was at uh, you know in one of my weekday work zooms. We're all in a Zoom or Google Meet, whatever you call it. And I, I had a buddy at my job who um, is is really you know into his fantasy football league, and he just kept going over and over again. Like, oh, I'm drafting it. I think he was drafting fourth or fifth, and he was like, I guess I have to take Zeke Elliott. I was like, No, you don't. You do not have to click that draft button on him. I would not draft him in that spot. I told him, you will regret it. And I would not draft him at all. I wouldn't have drafted Zeke Elliott at all. Forgetting in the first round. Sure enough, he took Zeke Elliott. So, uh, you know, we'll see how our conversations go the rest of the year. How about Kareem in California? Kareem, you're up next. What's going on? Hey, man, how's it going, man? Blessings to you guys. Uh, before I get to my comments, just want to, you know, extend condolences for the 9-11 uh, victims, man, uh, that was 20 years ago. I was like 24 years old. I remember that day vividly. And, uh, you know, it's just sad. I don't know people are still affected, you know, by that uh, tragedy that happened 20 years ago with health issues. And, you know, it's like people come up and uh, got to deal with the loss of loved ones, man. So definitely want to extend condolences to everybody that was affected by that day. Well, uh, look, I, I, I'm sure you had another point to raise. I was going to bring that up um, a little bit later in the show, but yeah. obviously, uh, obviously, your hearts go out to to anybody uh, who lost their their life on that day. Um, obviously, you know, any family or friends uh, yeah. for any of the victims, and and I think almost all of us, you know, who are of a certain age, remember where we were. And what happened that day, and 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 exactly. the uh, rallying in the aftermath and, and everything. So, of course, I, I I would second that. Go ahead. Yeah, appreciate it. So, getting to the my Niners, man. I, I just think we're getting disrespected. I mean, I understand. You know, last year we had a depleted team with all the injuries that we suffered uh, early in the season. We still managed to finish six and ten, which is 
not, you know, a great year, but, you know, for what we had out there, I, I think we was able to, you know, get some good wins. Uh, this year, I, I just think that everybody looking at the Rams and, you know, Tampa Bay, of course, and uh, even Green Bay, you know, where Rodgers still out there doing this thing. But, you know, don't sleep on my Niners, man. I think if, um, you know, Grapp can stay a little healthy, I think he's uh, 25 and 9 or something like that as a starter with the Niners. And then we got Trey Lance sitting in the uh, – in the background, just waiting to get, you know, itching to get this uh, opportunity if Grop happened to get hurt. And I was glad we was able to get up in the draft and grab that guy because had we had him last year or somebody of this town last year, we maybe finished over 500. But, yeah, the Niners men are going to be there. We got a stout defense. Uh, you know, we got a good receiving core. And I just think that, uh, you know, the Rams, even with Stafford being out there, I, I think the, the, the book is still out on them. Not really worried about Seattle this year, but uh, man, hey, don't don't sleep on us. I think we're gonna be there when it's all said and done, and don't uh, be surprised if you see the Niners representing the Super Bowl and the NFC. Man, thanks for taking the time and blessings to you guys. I appreciate it. Look, I I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, to be honest with you. I'm I'm um, fairly bullish on the 49ers overall. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good player. Um, Trey Lance is gonna play this season. We'll see when he starts. I think he'll start at some point this season. In fact. I drafted Trey Lance on my fantasy team because I think when he does get in there, he's going to put a lot of points on the board because he has a lot of ability, uh, both with his arm and with his legs. And I, I think that's the case with you know 49ers and Bears fans. Uh, both of those fan bases, I think, are just waiting for that quarterback switch to happen. And it puts Andy Dalton and, and Jimmy Garoppolo both in a bit of an unfair situation. Uh, unfair is probably strong. It's not unfair, but not in the best situation Jimmy Garoppolo has been a pretty good quarterback throughout his NFL career. He's been injury-prone. Uh, I think he cost the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Obviously, there was a point in time when people thought he was going to be the successor to, to Tom Brady. I might have even argued they should trade Brady and keep Garoppolo. You know, I get some stuff wrong, too, and that that's very, very wrong. I apologize <laughs> if I did, in fact, say that exact. I, I know I said s s probably in the, the hours that I've spent running my mouth about sports, something in that in that vein. Um, but the, the 49ers are not that far removed from the Super Bowl. They have a talented roster, it's a good coach, and the, the one question was kind of about the, the quarterback position, and, and I think they got the guy. I think they got a guy who's going to be dynamic. I think, you know, if I had to place a bet on which quarterback from this class would be the best, I'll go Trey Lance overall. I would probably go Trey Lance and Zach Wilson in, in that order. Mac Jones, maybe even – I don't know what I – maybe I'm, I'm selling Field short there. Maybe I'm selling Trevor Lawrence short there. Something about Trevor Lawrence doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's a topic. Am I wrong? Am I over – is it because I, I'm used to him? Is it because he's been around, he's the guy we've seen, he doesn't feel fresh and new? Because it, there doesn't seem to be any excitement about Trevor Lawrence's debut. And he's been the, the next great prospect, right? Like, that wasn't the case for Peyton Manning. There's going to be excitement about his debut. And, and Andrew Luck, there's going to be excitement about his debut. And, and any other quarterback who's sort of been in that position, does it feel like Trevor Lawrence is the guy that nobody cares about when it comes to the rookie class QBs? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. And you could be like Robert in Dallas. Robert, 
You're on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Robin, I just wanted to tell you, man, love the show. Been listening to you every Saturday for quite some time now. And you. when you when you said that Trevor Lawrence comment, that that really stuck with me because that's the same thing I've been saying, you know, since the season started. The preseason, I know, I get it, it's the preseason. But when you run out there with your one, and y'all still don't look like you know just convincing to me, that was just crazy comment, and it really stuck out to me. I don't know if it's really more or less because I'm an Alabama fan and I'm really sick of the guy, but it's just something about him that it's just the other quarterbacks got so much hype, and to him it's just like, eh. Yeah, I, you know what it is? I guess I just don't – and maybe I'll be wrong, and, and there are plenty of talent evaluators who I, I will humbly admit, as humbly as I can, know a lot more than I do. They honestly do. They watch a lot more than I do. They know what to look for more than I do. They are better at this than I am. So take their word with more value than mine. But all I'm saying is I don't see what's so special about the guy. I really don't. I, I, I just – there's nothing that, you know, makes my jaw drop. Nothing that, that like, you know, and, and, and it's almost like you kind of have to at this point go, oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. Uh, why? And, and it's almost like Jacksonville had to pick him, right? Because if, if they didn't pick him – and he turns out to be great. They look like the biggest fools who ever lived. But I have not seen anything from him in the, in a while. That includes, you know, the, the the end of his college tenure. But especially, you know, just the preseason and and just the, the measurable stuff. The stuff that, you know, sometimes you watch something. And even Zach Wilson's pro day. And I know people said not to make a big deal out of a pro day. I don't care. He made some throws at that pro day that I was impressed by. I, I don't know what to tell you. They were impressive to me. You know, Trey Lance, so, some of the skill set that he has, just impressive to me. Mac Jones impressed me in the preseason. I just have not – there's nothing about Trevor Lawrence that has really stuck with me. He didn't, he didn't do nothing in the preseason. Even the game against the Cowboys, you know, so I'm a Cowboy fan too, of course, Dallas, Texas. But he didn't. He didn't really. I mean, you was going against our twos and threes at that point, and then everybody made it seem like it was a magical drive. I, I didn't. I didn't see the magic. I really didn't see the magic. I. I guess it's because of his measurables. He's so tall. He's supposed to have a big arm, and he can. He can run. But you got guys. Justin Field can do all of those things, and he just looks more explosive. Maybe it's because he's in Jacksonville. I don't know. Maybe we're tied to Jacksonville. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just something about Jackson, the Jaguars. There's nothing sexy about that franchise. I, I, I don't know. Uh, er, Urban Meyer gets a chance to prove himself. Trevor Lawrence is going to get a chance to prove himself. I will be the first to admit if I'm wrong. I will uh, gladly admit that I'm wrong. Again, I have no – with none of this stuff do I have any personal axe to grind or any, any bias or anything like that. That's just not the way I'm wired. I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. Maybe I'm, I'm being way too premature because the guy hasn't even played an NFL game yet. So I, I should stop saying these things definitively because there is nothing definitive about it. Uh, I just haven't been impressed thus far. There's nothing that – I guess it's just he hasn't wowed me. And I, and I suppose when I hear like once in a lifetime, once in a generation prospect, I should feel wowed. 855-212-4227. How about Gary in Jacksonville? I got a feeling you might disagree. What's up, Gary? Robin, how are you? I'm fired up. My Dolphins, how about the way Tua's looked? The speed they've added with uh, Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. I can't wait to see the 
finally happened. They knew that looking at Kansas City, they had to add team speed. Phillips on defense, Raquan Davis added to Christian Wilkins on the defensive line. Jerome Baker mining that linebacking core. Just fired up. I've been this excited to be a Dolphin fan in many a moon, Robin. Well, look, you, you have every reason to be excited. Good coaching staff. Uh, obviously, like, like you said, they made some additions on the offensive side. Uh, this is the, this is the, the, the year. We're going to find out about Tua this year. Absolutely, and I'm predicting right now, Robin, that Jalen Waddle will be rookie of the year. Well, offensive I, I, rookie of the year. I I was really impressed by him in college and and his ability in the open field, and uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't argue much uh, about that. I I got no no issue with that pick. Uh, in and he he feels like the kind of um almost safety blanket receiver for a guy like Tua because you can get the ball to him quick. Uh, on those, you know, slot type of throws, and he he can make something happen with it. So I I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Bill in Washington D.C. Bill, you're up next here on the show. What's up, Bill? Hey, good morning, Robin. How you doing? What's up, man? Super super duper excited about the Washington football team. Uh, we don't get the respect and the love uh, around the league that we should get. People picking Dallas to win the NFC East, but Ron Rivera has changed that culture. You know our our great young defense, and we also, Robin, has added a lot of offensive weaponry around Fitch Magic. So look out for the Washington football team. Yeah, look, I mean, Washington football team made the playoffs last year, obviously in a weak division. Uh, Heineke had a you know an interesting playoff game there. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, my stock line about Ryan Fitzpatrick is – He's almost his own class of quarterback, right? Like, uh, there, there's almost never been anybody like him who is – if your quarterback is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're in good shape. If your quarterback is worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're in bad shape. If your quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's likely to be replaced. But he's a proven starting caliber veteran. NFL quarterback. Veteran. Yeah. He's a savvy uh, look, veteran I mean, that's the, the, the problem with that is they, they still don't have the answer at quarterback. But as far as, um, you know, being steady, yeah, I, I think, you know, and, and this might be the most – we'll see how he plays. This might be the most he's had a team in a long time. Because, the, you know, Tua was eventually going to take over for him in Miami. He's always been in that situation where he's either, you know, battling with somebody or – somebody's about to take his spot and and it's just a matter of when not if just a matter of when not if but yeah i mean look at washington football team fans i understand why you why you'd be excited um have i told you i think they should keep that name by the way washington football team i like it i would keep that name the red wolves is the the best uh of the names i've i've heard out there that's the other one i'd be okay with but I kind of it feels prestigious. I I I feel important when I say it. Washington Football Team. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, caller had mentioned it before, but want to echo the sentiment. Um, 9/11, 20 years ago. Today, uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, I think everybody remembers where they were on that day and and of course thoughts um will always go out 
to anyone who was lost, family members, friends of anyone who was lost on that day. Obviously, a, a, a tragic moment in history, a unique moment in history. I think the way the country responded to 9-11, if somehow we were able to, to bottle some of that and, and get it into our current state of affairs, we'd be the, the better for it um, in the way the resiliency was shown to, to a tragedy like that. Um, another thing that, that happened on 9-11, coincidentally, is, as you hear the music playing, the, the release of Jay-Z's the, the Blueprint album. I mean, I actually went to the record store on that day to buy the album. Um, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, I don't think a lot of us knew how to react, what to do with ourselves on that day. So I just tried to do something to take my mind off it for a, a, a moment. But that is always a, a, a pop culture element to what is, is clearly a, a much larger and, and more important issue. Uh, I mean, it's not even worth having to clarify or qualify a statement like that. It, it's obvious, right? But one of the best albums of all time. Um, and there have been references since then to when it came out. You know, Jay-Z, rumor has it, the Blueprint classic couldn't even be stopped by Bin Laden. But that album got me through that time, got me through a lot of college as well. Broke Kanye West as an artist. You hear this beat right there. It was produced by Kanye West. But the the Blueprint, one of the best albums ever made, also happened to come out on not September 11th randomly, the September 11th uh, of 2001. While we're on music for a second, I had said before the break, um, you know, I was going to get into the NBA, sort of. Trey Young came out at uh, WWE SmackDown last night in New York. It was a great heel moment. But Trey Young made a little noise last week when he had said, you know, when will Drake pass Jay-Z or Hove? I don't remember how he phrased it. And he got eaten up on Twitter a little bit for that one. Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics had another Drake take last night. He says, my own opinion, dot, dot, dot. This is my favorite Drake project ever. In relation to certified lover bore, bore. <laughs> that was just Freudian slip. I didn't even mean to say that, but it, it's how I feel about the album. Certified Lover Boy, the newest Drake record. Uh, I know Drake, I'm not his target demo or audience, um, even though it's not like Drake's a young guy. It's not like he's, you know, I'm, I'm like criticizing like a 17-year-old. I mean, he's like, he's got to be like 35 years old at this point. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I know it's like, it's never been... He's never been my favorite. I've listened to every Drake project, though. I know I have ones I like more than others. I would say Nothing Was the Same is probably my favorite Drake album. Then Take Care. Then if you're reading this, it's too late. You know, um, This last one I don't think is any good at all. So I don't, I, it's, it's Jason Tatum's own opinion. He's entitled to it. Music's subjective. I just don't know how anyone could possibly think that. It sounds like it. It's like a the Madden or 2K of albums, like a Drake update, a Drake 21 update. It's the same album he's released every time since Views, aside from More Life, and less good <laughs> than some of those. Even Scorpion, the last project he released, had more memorable tracks to me. I, I don't know if there's a memorable song on that record for me. And in comparison to Donda, the new Kanye West album, which is the, the thing people have been talking about, Donda or, or CLB, I don't even think it's close. I think that the Donda project is amazing. And Kanye 
trust me, no one's been more irritated with Kanye in recent years than me. I, I, he really rubbed me the wrong way. He has done a, a lot of stuff that makes me, you know, you could call him certain names, uh, and and I think it might be appropriate. His last two records were not up to par either. You know, it used to be you could get away with with he could get away with some of his antics because the music and that Jesus is King record was garbage, and the uh, Yay record was was not very good either. That at least that had like one or two songs, but no good. It had been since the life of Pablo since I last enjoyed a Kanye record, and then he had everything that he was doing outside of music that only you know made it tougher to like stuff that you didn't like you know like it, it's not like it's the kind of thing that made it easier to uh listen to his music and and, and i would say you know kanye outside of jay-z is my second favorite artist but i couldn't even listen to his old music for a while this new record though it's great i mean it could use an edit it could use an edit and it's too long and and maybe it's a little bit of a metaphor for how he can't rein himself in but as far as like memorable joints, it's got like twelve songs I love, and it sounds different than anything I've ever heard before. Unlike the Drake project, which sounds he went from nothing was the same to everything is the same. the The Kanye record sounds different than anything I've heard before. I kind of think it's undeniable. So I, I and I keep going back to it. I I I think it's it's terrific. It, it the production, late registration. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Life of Pablo, and now this. These four records where his production style has is, is kind of like blown my mind. So I, I, I think it's a blowout the, in the, the Donda CLB debate. Just my opinion, though. Just like it was just Jason Tatum's opinion. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you want to talk some NFL opening Sunday kickoff why should you believe in your team or why should i believe in your team king rob underscore gmi tweets in my thoughts on your zeke take just wait on it zeke is gonna eat we'll see man i i I just i don't see it i don't see it i don't see any explosiveness from zeke elliott i don't see any burst from zeke elliott he's not a great pass catcher out of the backfield i don't know what he's got i don't know what he's got i think uh Tony Pollard looks better to me. And for those people who were complaining about the lack of carries Zeke Elliott got, I don't understand that at all. I I feel like if Dallas is going to win, it's going to be on the arm of Dak Prescott. That's how they're going to win. Not on the back of Zeke Elliott. Maurice Smith tweets in, I'm excited about my Jets, and then just sends a a Jets logo. Hey, look, I'm not going to tell you not to be. There's nothing to be excited about with the Jets other than the QB if I'm being frank about it. But, heck, it's a rookie QB. I mean, that, what, 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 how, you don't get that opportunity that often unless you're a Jets fan to root for a rookie QB. <laughs> the Jets have tried this many times. as it exactly worked out? But uh, I think it, it's a little different with Zach Wilson. And, and the, the, the uh, vote of confidence from Tony Romo would make me feel good. Uh, Tony Romo said he's Patrick Mahomes-esque. And that he think he'll be one of the top two or three QBs in the league in short order. So, I don't know what he said about Sam Darnold. Maybe he said the same stuff about Sam Darnold. I never was that. Yeah, he was very complimentary to Sam Darnold. 
Oh, there, there you go. You're quick on that, Anthony. How are you feeling as a Jets fan about? No, I'm excited. I mean, again, I don't think they're going to have a winning record, but again, I just think the overall the franchise is in a good state. I trust Joe Douglas. I trust Robert Salah. So, I mean, I think they're in good hands. I, I think, um, I think they're in the, on the right path moving forward. So, I'm excited about the direction of the franchise. Uh, again, this year, I think there's going to be some uh, obviously bumps in the road because. The Jets have the youngest team in the NFL. The Jets are the youngest team in the NFL going into 2021. Uh, they're fully embracing the youth movement. I think they either have like eight or nine starters, if you can uh, include the kicker. So it's a uh, very young team, especially at the cornerback position. So out of our seven cornerbacks, they have a combined total of nine starts amongst them, the seven. So uh, there's a lot of inexperience out there. So that's why I guess a lot of people like Carolina this week because obviously, you know, I expect Carolina to be favored, but I'm like five and a half points. I'm like, uh, um, I thought that was a little high. But again, the Jets have a lot of ex- uh, inexperience out there in the corners, so they're going to have to rely on that defensive front, which I think they can put pressure on Darnold because I think they're that good. Uh, but they're definitely going to have to get pressure on the quarterback because uh, to help out the cornerback. So, again, don't have a lot of experience. But I'm excited because I think the franchise is uh, in a good place. I think they got a good GM, and I think they got a very good head coach. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're a Jet fan, you just hope as the season goes along that you're going to see growth from all these uh, young guys, uh, in particular at the quarterback uh, position with uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Salah has, like, a, a demeanor about him I like. I, you know, they've churned through coaches and, and you know, it's ha-ha, Jets is like a meme and everything, J-E-T-S, just ends in the season. Yeah, and no, I, I think that's behind us now. No more ha-ha, Jets. Well, I mean, we'll see. But I, I, as far as I'm with you, though, I, I, overall I would feel pretty good about the, the, the direction. I don't think they'll be a good team, um, but that's okay. There, there's, there's no reason for them to need to be a good team this season. What you need to see is progression. You need, to, you know, to steps in the right direction. And and the you know the the most important question is about the quarterback because let's be honest I mean they the Jets have not had a my my running joke is they haven't had a quarterback since man landed on the moon right like Joe Namath is famous guarantee that happened in what 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 year was that I mean uh, the sixties right and since then they've had a couple of guys who were fine uh you know Chad Pennington was was a solid quarterback a, a very accurate quarterback lacking in arm strength overall. But the, the Jets have been searching and searching and searching. The Bears, too, really. If, I mean, if you look at it, the Bears and the Jets of all these teams that, that just got rookie QBs, they're the ones that, for, for teams in big markets, that just have never had the answer. I mean, Jim McMahon was pretty good for the, the Bears, but the Bears have never had that guy at the QB position. The Jets have never had that guy. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Jets have had some guys, but yeah, not that guy. Like, uh, Ken O'Brien was a very, uh, besides Namath, I mean, Ken O'Brien would be next. He was a quarterback for the Jets in the 80s. Uh, led them to three playoff appearances. They didn't win any of those playoff games, but uh, uh, he, he had a very good uh, career there with the Jets nine seasons. Um, you know, again, Pennington, Testaverde led them to an AFC championship game against the Broncos in 98. Uh, but yeah, they've been, they've been searching for that franchise guy. Ho- hopefully, hopefully Zach Wilson is it. It's amazing when you like compare it to a team like Green Bay or San Francisco, right? Like a team like that. Like Green Bay goes from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and that's not and, fair. <laughs> yeah, or, know, or San Francisco. Just, that's, that's so unfair. Joe Montana to Steve Young, you know. Um, 
and, and now both of those te- you know, teams have questions about their quarterback going forward. And Green Bay, we don't know if it'll be Aaron Rodgers beyond this year. And, and obviously San Francisco, when Trey Lance eventually gets to, to take over, um, which I'm sure, like I said, their fan base, I think Bears fans are, are all hoping sooner rather than later. You're lucky as a Jets fan that there's no guy in place. Like there was no veteran there. That, you know, and, and Zach Wilson gets to start week one because what's the fun of having a rookie quarterback if he's not playing? I, I, it just doesn't feel like – it feels to me like we're way past the time of, of guys sitting and, and learning and all that stuff. Throw him out there. Let's let's see him play. Let's, let's overreact. Didn't hurt Patrick Mahomes. He's the one – He's the one counter argument in recent years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really good counter argument, but he's the only one. <laughs> nobody else is at this point. It's nobody else. It's only Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R O B I N L U N D B E R G. I've asked you why uh, I should believe in your team, but I'll tell you which teams I believe in this week. I'll make my NFL picks for week one coming up. It's been a while. i got to sharpen up those skills, you know. I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm probably just going to wing it. But that doesn't mean it's, it's not going to be right. Nobody knows before week one. Like, how do you have, what are you basing it on <laughs> going into week one other than what you already thought of a team, your preconceived notions? Nonetheless, my NFL week one picks coming up. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 